I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Jay here for Full Time Devils. This is the live Full Time Devils podcast. Live. And it's live. It's live. So and get it's involved. live. You know, get involved in the chat. Let us know what you think. Um, joining me today are two people that don't need an introduction, but I'll give them one anyway. The infamous Stephen Alson is over there. Um, and the very calm and collected Andy Tate is here as well. He's just loving Manchester United at the minute, aren't you, Andy? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into all the latest United news, um, starting with Oli's press conference. He just had his press conference. Yeah, and he's like, I saw um, one of the reporters from the formerly great local newspaper, now disreputable online blog, um, tweet something about warm balls and hot balls. And I was like, that's not a real quote, is it? But it is a real quote. Right, so, wait, I said warm balls and hot balls. You're talking about the um, taking the balls out for the. Yeah, so he's, he's clearly said this is a the, joke. The yeah, he said something about why we're playing Wolves again. And he said it as a joke, and he's like, oh, you know what the FA are like with their warm balls and their hot balls, or cold balls and their hot balls. But you can't say stuff like that, mate. No. If, even as a joke, I don't... Because on, on print now, that looks like... Yeah, because one of the reporters from a formerly great local newspaper, now disreputable online bloggers, put it out, and it looks exactly <laughs> like the most damning thing I think thing I've got that said. formerly great newspaper. Saying that quote Saying that quote before. Reputable online blog. Um... And I always, I always feel like I have to do disclaimer because I know some of the people that work for that. They're all right, but they're you know news reporters. Um, right, oh yeah, yeah, people who work on the football side. Yeah, not so much. Um, but Moyes said that, didn't he? Moyes made the thing about when he got. When, you remember when he took over? Fix your computer. Yeah. Well, he he, he, he made got some City, City, Liverpool, Chelsea. Yeah, in the first four games, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, and he was uh, like you say, oh, only this could happen to me. Yeah, he, he made a sort Mate, of. It's a joke. Everybody else, right? Has had to play Liverpool, but not Liverpool. <laughs> Liverpool play, right? If you watch, look at the fixtures. They, they they've got to play the 19 teams below them. play. They play Bournemouth every other week. They play Watford three times a month. And they play um, <laughs> Norwich at least four times but as well. The, but they haven't played Liverpool. Liverpool yeah, haven't exactly. even... They never draw them in a cup. They never played them in the league. Hey. Why, is no fixed, why have we got to play Liverpool, hey. but they don't? Why? Why haven't Liverpool got to play the um, World Club Cup winners? Do you know what I mean? A bit out of order that. Um, yeah. So Solskjaer has been going through everything. And what's the first question you think you got asked about? Uh, yeah, it's definitely Pogba. Isn't it? Yes, got it in one. Your mate Andy, who you love dearly. Yeah. Um, so this is what um, he said. He said he suffered a different ankle injury to the one that he has that's kept him out for the majority of the season. Um, well, that's as clear as mud, then, isn't it? So, right, hang on. For starters, did oh, anybody believe that utter wibble that came out in an obvious press release in the mail yesterday, which is like Paul wanted to prove his commitment by playing on through the injury, which is now aggravated by doing so? Because so then that's a lie. Right. If it was obviously a different ankle that he's just injured, I mean, it was nonsense anyway. And the fact that all right, he's proving his commitment. Prove your commitment by telling your fucking agent to shut his mouth for five seconds. Exactly. Oh, what, what makes me laugh about this, right, is. 
Pogba came out in the summer and said, more or less, I want to leave Manchester United. I want a new challenge. I want to go. Right? That's how he's proven his commitment. Yeah. Now, funnily enough, even though I was a bit gutted because he's our best player and I want him to stay, I get it, right? Okay. And sometimes you reap what you sow. Let's not forget, you know, we got him years ago, as you'll remember, well, both of you remember, we got him from Le Havre, was it? No. Um, yeah, it was Le Havre. Yeah, Le Havre, yeah. There was a little bit of controversy there when we got him because they had him as a youngster, as a child, nurtured him, and then we, big United come in, big evil United, we'll have a bit of that. So he wasn't like he grew up in the streets of Bagley and was, uh, you know, spotted by a scout playing football in the street, you know, near Wivenshaw Hospital. We, we got him from another club. He came for a couple of years, didn't want to stick around, wanted to go to Juve. Okay, I can live with that. You know, fair enough. Bit gutted at the time because I loved him as a young player, youth player. I used to watch the youth team quite a lot. He went, I can live with that. He comes back for 89 million quid, right? So, And then this narrative starts, he's coming back home. He always wanted, he never wanted to leave United. Right. It makes no sense to me why you'd want to leave United with Sir Alex Ferguson as manager and come back a few years later when Jose's taken over, but all right, whatever. So this starts and we know he's, he's back to his boyhood club and all this sort of drivel. Three years later, he wants to leave, which doesn't even surprise me really, because I always thought we'd have Pogba and Jose for about three or four years. But I honestly thought within those three years, we'd win a title. I did. I know it's deluded now and it looks stupid. No, I think we but all... Yeah, well, I think we all thought that, I did. We? You know, we, we all after, did videos, after didn't we? Jose's going to come in here, he's going to tear the gaff up, upset everyone, leave in three years' time, but we'll probably get a title out of it. Um, That's two out of three, man. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now when Pogba says he wanted to leave after three years, I wasn't that surprised. I was disappointed, but I'm not that shocked because, like I said earlier, he, you know, he wasn't a massive United fan. Or never, I never saw him spending the rest of his career here. Now, the problem he's got is no one really came in for him the sort of money that United wanted. I mean, was it Real Madrid who offered James Rodriguez and 40 mil or something stupid? I don't know if that was ever confirmed, but it, there was some rumours of, of that, wasn't there? But it's not just that. I mean, uh, I've just done a transfer review this morning and it's like, Paul Pogba, he's going. Well, where's he going? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know where he's going to go. What, like, where is he going to go? Like, there's no one, there's no rumours of anyone realistically being in for him, is there? You can't no. go to China no more because that door's just been slammed shut. He shouldn't be going to China anyway. No, he shouldn't, no. but like, that's not even an option no. for him. So like, where is he going to go? There's talk of him going to Juve, but like, Juve are signing all the players by the sounds of things. On so, free like, transfers. But are they, are they like, for Manchester United now, they're probably looking at it and thinking, at the, the going rate for a world superstar like Paul Pogba, at the peak of his career almost, who... He hasn't just won a World Cup because sometimes that can be a bit misleading. Cleberson won a World Cup. Doesn't mean anything. Rocky Jr. won a World Cup. And I saw him play for Leeds and he was fucking terrible. Paul Pogba was an integral part of France winning that World Cup. It, it, I think he was man of the match in the final. I just Agreed. don't think they give him the, uh, the Budweiser man of the match trophy because he doesn't drink. I, I think that was the whole... Right. I think Griezmann got it for, for that reason. Yeah. For me, he was man of the match. Exactly. You know, And people said, he's never as good because he can't. He can't. He went off in the final and Pogba was absolutely running the show against a very good Croatian midfield. So... He comes back as a World Cup winner, and I think he was a bit like, I'm a World Cup winner, I ain't going to win much here. Mm. And I think rather than it sort of making him more determined to be a success at United, it had the opposite effect of him thinking, you know what, well, why, why am I here watching my mates who play for France winning titles? But and, in and, this and like, selfish attitude, for the just wrong League. anyway. Do you not think Brian Robson felt similar things just, watching I Liverpool win everything in the 80s? I can't. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I agree with you. Steve, I couldn't agree with you more, but I, I can't allow myself to compare him to Brian Robson because it just gets me nowhere. But I'll, that's what... Brian Robson right. should have been... Right, if Brian Robson had come in 2016, he would have been a world record midfielder. He would have had a... Well, he was, he was, he was, he was a, a transfer record anyway. Yeah. So if you look at inflation... And, and, Gosh, yeah. Yeah, he would have whatever been a the British record. transfer record is now, yeah. that would have been Brian Robson. Of course it would. And if you look at it, and I've had the great fortune to interview Brian Robson... And he spoke about how Maradona, at the time, Maradona went from Barcelona to Napoli for whatever it was, three million, whatever. And United said, you can only leave for that price <coughs> because he was rated as highly as Maradona. Yeah. Now, you may laugh when you compare Brian Robson, but anyone who knows anything about history of Manchester United, in 1984, we played Barcelona. One man scored two goals and had the man of the match performance. It wasn't Maradona, it was Brian Robson. Brian Robson was an absolute colossus as a midfielder. So, he was wanted by Italian clubs. And he, what he said when I spoke to him, he said that he told the chairman, if you give me a long-term deal, a seven-year deal, which was pretty unheard of, because I'm happy to stay United as long as I know my entire future career is here and I'm going to be looked after. So, they gave him, the club gave him a seven-year deal, which was the best bit of business probably this club has ever done, tying him down. Because even though 
we didn't win a lot during the first four or five of those years. Without him, we probably would have been getting relegated or fighting relegation because he was the absolute shining star in a team that was struggling a lot of the times. Although we had some talented players, a lot of them were injured and, and, and other things. So yeah, I get where you're coming from. I'd love Pogba to have that attitude, but he hasn't. And again, I think a little bit of it is you reap what you sow. We should have not saw this coming, so I'm not that surprised. Yeah, a, leopard, a leopard never changes its spots. That's Pogba. Yeah. And it's it's going one way, and he's going out the door. It's just a question of when. It's a circus. There's a constant circus around the guy. Yeah. A constant circus around the and guy. And the club don't need it. I mean, fair enough. I think they've bought, they've messed both each other around with the promise of signings when Pogba come in. The board and uh, you know who we've messed have messed everybody about. The mess Mourinho about promises have been broken. I'm starting to wonder, is Ollie's, there, Ollie's, is there Ollie's, any money there to, to spend? around. You know, the word I was getting uh, going into the window, and I remember people give me a lot of shit for this when I put this out there, because like, that's not what's going to happen. Well, it fucking happened. Um, I think we'd already signed uh, James and Wan-Bissaka, and I'd, I'd heard one, maybe two more. And we signed Maguire. So it was absolutely bang on. And the word was, at the time, Ollie had been promised a total overhaul and that's when he signed when he signed his contract uh, to be the permanent manager. They was like, you can have a complete overhaul of uh, the first team, which to me means at least five signings. I think. Well, if you look at it, at the, after the Everton game, was the, the first time, probably the only time you ever seen Ollie hint at that when he said some of them won't be here. Yeah. So that smacks to me. What you're saying is true that in his head and he, he knows like, oh, he's been promised, you can get rid of a lot of these and obviously replace them. No, this was this was. Somebody at the club having a, a conversation with an agent that I know. Um, the agents got players at the club. And he went, "It's all right for you." You know, some, he's, he's got a couple of young lads there, and he was like, "It's all right for you because these will play next year." Everything he said was absolutely correct. Yeah, it was a you know, it was a, it was a guy involved in partly in recruitment at the club, and he, he was absolutely correct. So the board have tied all his hands. Now I know all the comments would be like, "All he said he's happy with the squad." Are you fucking stupid? Like, Ollie's literally trying to be the opposite of what Jose was because Jose crushed the confidence <laughs> of loads of people last summer. Yeah, Absolutely mean, crushed it. Yeah, I know Ollie was not happy with that squad. Hence why you've seen players like essentially just fucking cut out of the squad already this year and they've only come back in because we've got no other options to play them. Ollie was not happy with the squad. Ollie clearly wanted more players. The fact that he's coming out and saying that is so he can go try and put some confidence into the players that he's got to work with. If he was happy with the squad, why do you think he was so hard trying to sign Haaland? Think about it, man. The actions of the guy don't match the words of the guy. What he says in a press conference, don't ever take it all at face value. Some of it will be absolutely true in what he thinks. But there's an agenda behind everything a manager, an agent, especially if you've been listening to Raiola in the last week, can you um, help but listen to Ayola? Yeah. I wish he'd Did you shut he up last for night? five minutes. I'm he said, why is everyone moaning at me for making money as an agent? Um, I axed sold two boys for 150 million last year. They're a football club, my friend. I know, you're not. <laughs> you're a man. He literally <laughs> thinks of himself as a club. And what's annoying me now is people are always saying, well, you know what, Rayola might be this and that and the other, but he's right about, about this. He's doing it for, he's got an agenda, Rayola. His agenda is he to is make right. lots of money. And yes, he's right. He's right about... The fact that Manchester United's structure is, is a was joke. Jose was right about a yeah. lot of things, but, but it was also the make, cause of yeah, a lot of those exactly. issues. Exactly, and it's not like, and now we're getting into this situation where people are sort of praising Rayola and criticising Ole, but the two situations are completely different. Rayola's only interest is to make loads of money and to, to get the most money he can out of Paul Pogba. And for me, the, the sort of the problem we've got now with that is, obviously Pogba wants to go, Rayola would love to sell him, and I don't think anyone is coming in with the sort of money that United want for him. And you look at Paul Pogba's value in today's current market, you're probably looking at a £120, £130 million pound player. Should do. Shouldn't if, if should Coutinho, be If Coutinho's £140 million, if Hazard is £100 million, and you look at Pogba's age, and we live in this age where it does matter. Market Hazard was the end of a the, contract as well, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Pogba's got an extension which they will just trigger. Exactly. So you look, at, you look at his age, and also... The sort of the, the global appeal that he has in merchandise and stuff like that. You have to look at that in the modern era because people do. The shirt sales that you generate and all that sort of nonsense. So he's probably worth about 120, 130 million. But no one's coming in with that. 
Hey, commenters, can anyone know? Because I can't. I tried to look yeah, into sorry, it a little bit. Do get bit involved yesterday. in the comments, guys. This is live. Sorry about that. As, I'm not um, mention that yet. Has any of Raiola's clients ever got a gold clock? Like, have, have any of them ever had a, <laughs> a long career anywhere at a club? Yeah, Zlatan. He stayed as one club, man. He stayed, um, he stayed in Sweden. San Fredes in Milan. Zlatan might be one of the only players that ever fully reached his potential with Raiola. Because I think, you know, moving uh, Delit to Juventus, where he isn't starting week in, week out, probably That's a bad move. Yo, Henrik Mkhitaryan. Did he move him a bit too soon? Obviously, he's come to United. He's he's gone to Arsenal. Is he at Roma now? Is he at Roma as well with Chris Morlin? Like I'm loaning. He's, like, he's alone. It was These weird, guys have moved around. I mean, Lukaku left him, didn't he? Lukaku didn't he leave? He was with him, then he left. Yeah, Donnarumma had this amazing start at AC Milan. Tried to move or get a new contract, I think, because of Raiola, and then pissed off all the AC Milan ultras, and now his form's in the gutter. Like, is there any player that um, has had? An incredible career somewhere. I mean, George Mendes has moved Ronaldo around four times, but you don't ever see the same sort of criticism of George Mendes because he seems to do it in a. You know, this might just be a respectable way. Would, would you not argue as well that? And I mean, I'm not George Mendes' biggest fan, but you could argue, even from your height point of view, being brutally honest, every move for Ronaldo has made sense. Yeah. From Lisbon source. You, you wouldn't say he's had a bad career because no, of being. No, I didn't want him to leave to Real Madrid, and I think Manchester United. Are, on that sort of level, but I sort of understood it. But there wasn't that long, protracted, constant noise of is he is he gonna go, is he not gonna go. There was a little bit of noise. There was like a year of noise, wasn't there? Like, after we won the Champions shut League. Shut fucking mouth and give us another year. And yeah, then yeah. Go. And he, he did. did. He did. I've always respected that about him because he wanted to go in 2008. Fergie had a word with him, said, "Listen, let's retain the Champions League." If Ollie's done the same thing, let's retain that. Where do we come sixth? Let's retain that sixth <laughs> place. Let's go again next year, and then we'll let you go after uh, when we come fifth next year to Pogba. Um, but he's not even—he doesn't feel like he's done that, does it? It doesn't. Whether or not he's legitimately injured, and, and you know, word is he is legitimately injured as well. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't you believe, don't. You don't write. I, no, I don't believe it. I don't believe anything that's coming out of the club at the moment. Because you, 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 you see, on Saturday it's precautionary. He'll play Seth. He'll play against Arsenal. Then all of a sudden, oh, oh, he's got an injury and he's out for three or four weeks. I don't believe anything that's coming out of the club, whether it be Pogba, Solskjaer. Much as I love Solskjaer, he's, he, you could see he's frustrated and he doesn't know what to say sometimes. And his hands are tied again, and you, you start to wonder what what what's the medical staff doing down uh, there. I'll say I'll just give an update on what Ollie sort of clarified. He clarified it's probably the wrong word, but Ollie said. Paul came back after a long spell out, two games, couldn't go to Burnley, felt his ankle was sore. We did a scan and it's not the same injury. It's a different injury and when you get that scan, you consult your own medical people as well, like I did. You want the best second opinion and the advice was to have it done. It's not a major one and probably, as I said, three or four weeks. Now, I think, yeah, he's just, sorry, he's finished on that point as well. The, everyone made a big deal of Ollie saying he spoke to his people the other day, didn't he? Ollie said Paul spoke to his people, which everyone was in uproar about. Why is he speaking to his people? Why is he not speaking to Manchester United's people? So Ollie's clarified that and said, well, he's explained it and said, as in when you consult your surgeon and ones you trust. That's maybe my bad English. You have to trust the people you speak to. And when I did my injuries, I had people I spoke to and Paul has people he trusts. And that's more important. That's more or less it, as clear as it can be at this point. On that, I will defend Ollie on that because I I know one of the first team players um, that isn't in any sort of controversy ever. And and he's got his own physio that he is with uh, three or four times a week. And he does uh, stretching and, um, and injury prevention things with. So I can imagine if he did have an injury, I imagine that that, that guy would probably work with him yeah. on that as well. You know, remember, like people think players just turn up, do two hours of five-a-side and then fuck off, and that's what they do all day. It's not. They're going home and they're doing a lot of recovery stuff, massages, uh, and then like this player has got um, a physio which comes round to his house, has him on like little wobble boards and on them like do the things with like gelling them and stuff, standing yeah. there, strengthening his ankles, strengthening his joints, and, and things like that. So he, they do like preventative um, stuff on top of that as well. So he does that to make sure he's he's fit and ready for the first team. So I actually, I mean, think of the money these guys are on. Yeah. You're on 150, 200 grand a week. Yeah. How much is it costing you to bring someone round for an hour a couple of times a week? That's your career. You know, the longevity yeah. of your career relies on this sort of treatment and stuff like that. And sometimes it isn't all on a club. And maybe the club probably should provide that sort of stuff. 
Um, but like this is what these lads choose to do. To, like, Gary Neville it on that. Um, Gigs went yoga, it. didn't it? Yeah, 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 it's the same thing. Prolonged his career, he said, didn't he? Yeah. Gary, so, Gary Neville. No, you're right. We all agree to go yoga. Yeah, Gary Neville it on this. Like I say, players now they've got the, like their own gyms Don't. and they've got their own physios Some coming links. in. Yeah. Come, coming home they're doing stretches at home warm downs treadmills and all that oh sure yeah. wouldn't you? It's, it's part of the modern day football well, Ronaldo, you, all you hear about Ronaldo is the guy's a machine like Paddy ever said didn't he if he invites you to go out to lunch to his house don't go I'll take trainers like he's just you're gonna you're in for a beasting because you can't go to lunch at Ronaldo's he goes he, he plays table tennis competitively he'd be like let's have a swim let's like let's race up and down the stairs like he's just off his head isn't he yeah. so I, I think there's other players that are. You know, he's decided that as well that would shut you out of his house if you beat him. He's what? He's salt. Yeah. Proper salt. Yeah, salt, right. We're not having dinner. Yeah, but Forget he's, it. He's a dedicated. You, you that up. That's de- not happening. He's a dedicated professional, Ronaldo, and he's a natural born winner, and you have to love him for that. So, what, what are we saying here, then, Steve and Andy? Because you're sort of saying you don't believe anything that comes out of Pogba's the mouth of the club. You're saying you think there's some truth to it. Personally, I think he is injured. I don't think he's faking an injury. I don't think he can fake an injury if we're scanning him One as of the well. lads told me on Monday that he's injured before yeah. the game. Because when all that was coming out with like, yeah. his ear and I was like... I, I mean, not. no matter how much you don't want to play for a club, you can't make your ankle scan under a scanner yeah. and, and show a medical team that you're injured unless maybe you play for Manchester City or something. But I'm not interested anymore. Allegedly. I'm, I don't care if he plays for us well, again. I'm, I'm, I, just, I just don't see... Because it's, it's a circus. I don't see a happy ending at the minute. And I think no. someone's going to have to give something here and I think it might have to be Manchester United in the sense that they may have to just say, player power, let again. him go in the summer for less than what they were hoping for. Because I think if no one's coming in with 130, 140 million, you might just have to be in a situation where you're saying, all right then, let's just get our money back. Yeah. Let's and get our right, 90 million or 89 million back. The circus is, is draining. Seriously. I think Gary Neville said it a couple of months ago. He's every week with a guy. There's something else. He's, and like, you know, he, he was posting stuff in his car um, on the day of the match. He knew the, the furore that was going to cause and the, the what that would cause by him doing that. And if he didn't, he's thick. I don't think he is thick. I don't, I don't think, think he is. Thick. I don't. I don't think. I think it's too easy. I wish he was because I could dismiss a lot of what goes on and say, "Oh, he's just was he thick, thick up." But he's probably coming out and talking the way he talks. His agent coming out the way he talks. If if I had an agent and he was saying stuff that. I was I was happy where I was and stuff like that. I'd have been like, mate, what are you on about? Shut your mouth. Oh, you've gone, even, mate. Even even the, the Scholesy stuff. When Raiola went after Scholes there, yeah. there's no way, right, that Pogba didn't know about that. And I'm not saying he told him to do it. I'm saying Raiola's probably said, I'm not having this with him slagging you off. He's out of order. I'm going to fucking tell him. Pogba's like, ah, whatever. But he would have known about it. Well, he so, and not, that's not the. It's like Scholes off in the past, anyway. Yeah, he said and they brought the youth coach out of retirement. You're yeah. like, youth yeah, coach. I mean, technically, and, and, but like, and I don't. He's a bit know, more than I'm that, not saying it? that's the end of the world. Slagging off Paul Scholes, your agent slagging off Paul Scholes, and Paul Scholes is a big lad; he can look after himself. But I'm just saying that I don't think Paul Pogba wouldn't have known about that and would have been like. I think yeah, Riola thinks he's bigger than Pogba. I think he's I bigger think, than a football club. By he does. He's, you know, he's talking about Ajax, one of the biggest clubs in the world, and he's putting himself on a par with them. So yeah, I mean. Guys, do get involved in the comments as well and get involved. Is there any players? Is there any players in, that have, have in, done a thing? In the subs as well. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, sorry, someone just said these. Chris Welsing has said these guys never read out comments. Sorry, we've just been ranting about Paul Pogba. I, I um, asked, has anyone got a comment for it? What's that? Any players that have stayed a long career? That yeah, Rayola anyone Rayola? Anyone had a, a player that played for Mino Rayola? Or no, was it a, how many players has he had that haven't reached their potential? Like, look, Justin Cliver moved in for seemingly no reason to Roma. I don't even know if he plays there at the moment. Isn't someone's asking Daniel Riley? Isn't the media circus the reason that um, Fergie sold bets? Right on this, on. yeah, it is. The floor is it yours, is. Mr. And Halson. how hilarious when you look at the two! Like there was no um, aspersions that Beckham wanted to leave. For one, he never kicked up any sort of fuss to leave. I never even remember there being an issue about how much we paid him, considering he was this megastar. I never heard about his contract. I have no clue how much Beckham earned at United. Like I, that was never a problem. You don't do it. Do you even remember any yeah. issue about Beckham? Someone saying Verratti. Someone saying Verratti. I don't remember anything. By the way, sorry. Um, and someone saying I'll say no at the United family. Hello, Carl and Emma saying no, no one. Yeah, but you're right. Going back to the Beckham. Thing. There was a media circus, and all it was is he's really famous. That was the circus. That was the boot in the head that probably done it. The boot in the head was an argument, but by the sounds of things, he it was ex- having them arguments all the time with every player. So yeah, but he didn't know what he, he meant. sort of contributed to it. Yeah. That season. Well, the way he went shopping afterwards, and he was like, "You did that on purpose, did he?" The guy got photographed fucking walking anywhere. One of like, them. When I used to be, yeah. a, when I used to be a reporter, 
at a radio station in Manchester. One of our the DJs on the radio station did this thing where they went down the cliff and said something like, did a sign like, leave our Bex alone, Fergie, or whatever. Like, making a joke out of it, like the fact that he kicked the ball in his face. So Fergie heard about it. And in the middle of the press conference, our reporter was just sat there and, and he just banned him. In the middle <laughs> of the press conference, just went, you, you can go. You're on a three-month ban. <laughs> and he had to get up in front of everyone. And he, went, he said to him, you want to know why? You can ask them two clowns. And he had to get up in front of everyone, walk to the front of the desk, pick up his recorder, <laughs> walk out. It's just like soul destroying. But yeah, that was the sort of circus that was going on with Bex at the time. It wasn't the in game. hindsight. Yeah. There was no circus. Nah, it was there just. There was no circus. And, it was and, Beckham was extremely famous. Was yeah, there was circus. like the one incident one where I think he, he upset Fergie upset Beckham. Beckham said in his book that he said like because Bex had some mistraining because his lad was ill. Yes, um, before and, the Leeds game. Yeah, and then so he dropped him. And then there was pictures of Posh Spice shopping or something. Or doing something, and, and Fergie said, "You know, why's your wife gallivanting round town when you're not at training? Because you're looking after the kids." And that got Bex back up because I think it wasn't just she wasn't gallivanting; she was either working or doing something that she'd um, she couldn't she couldn't change. So there was that, um, and then obviously, I think as well, just the way you look at those the team and the, the setup in 2003, he started playing Ollie on the right. Veron to come in and I remember I think it was the Real Madrid game where he dropped Bex Bex came on yeah, and actually scored two scored. goals oh. but I remember Beckham as well saying when the team was announced Beckham didn't have a problem with Oli being right winger he said he saw Oli been playing well he'd been scoring and, and I, could, I can live with that he said but when the team was announcing it's Veron at right wing who never played right wing before and I've dropped it just didn't make any sense and then obviously he comes on he scores two but goals did he kick up a fuss? No, he didn't. Was no. he in the media giving interviews saying, get me out of this club? No, was he fucked? No. no. Um, and, you know, regardless of what you thought of David Beckham, and I actually think, and with you honesty, I think you're right. I remember that. One of the most underrated players we've ever had. People forget how good David Beckham, and that sounds ridiculous, he was world class and rare, but there's a lot of people that think Beckham was just some sort of pretty boy who flogged t-shirts and who, you know, had a famous wife. He was absolutely... Show the amount of people that'll argue with me when I we say can, he was the out. best player in the world in 1999. I'm not like, I will, I'll say Kino. Rivaldo won, Kino won Ballon d'Or. Okay, Rivaldo won Ballon d'Or. He didn't get out of the group. Can you imagine anyone winning Ballon d'Or that didn't get out of the Champions League group no, nowadays? It wouldn't ridiculous. happen. No, no, no. Every single moment in 99 that you can think of, Pull a game out of your ass in '99. I'll tell you where Beckham was involved in it. Uh, Manchester United two, Tottenham Hotspur one, final game of the season. Oh, when he scored, <laughs> right. Give me another one. Um, Manchester United two in at Milan nil. Oh, when he assisted both the goals with right York. <laughs> Give me another one. Uh, Manchester United two, Bayern Munich one. Oh, when he put both the balls in from the corner. Oh, give me another one. The Barcelona game where you remember the little step over from York and Cole. Beckham scored. Give me another one. Newcastle two 0 FA Cup final. Did he, uh, he didn't play now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he did actually. I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, I think he rested him because he was playing centre mid. Oh, right, I've got another one. Uh, Manchester United two, Arsenal one FA Cup replay. Scored a world class goal <laughs> in the first half, and no one remembers it because Ryan Giggs scored the best goal that anyone's ever yeah, seen in the FA Cup. Nice one, mate. Sick. Every single moment of that season, you know, the Juventus game, you remember it for Keane's performance. Who put a fucking ball in for that header? Hey, I'll tell you. Who put a ball in for Cole at the end of it? David fucking Beckham. Never mind that. I think he had like so many goals, so many fucking assists. The guy was, you know, the Barcelona games. You remember them at home? In the, um, oh, yeah, yeah. In the, uh, three uh, old. Uh, well, the home and the Trafford, yeah, three the free kick. Yeah, the three old, the free kick. David Beckham in both of those putting games. Up, the balls for Dwight York at the point in them. The free in. kick he scored. <laughs> like honestly no one I've not seen a season bar Ronaldo at United that, that was as good as David Beckham in 99 I thought Keane in 2000 2001 was Keane peak I thought no, Keane went I, to another level after that first game in the season I actually I, 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 the one yeah. thing free kick against Leicester, Leicester. who scored that Beckham. Was it David Beckham, Andy Tate? I yes, think it was. It was. I was behind the goal for that on the opening day, wasn't it? Opening he day against Leicester. He scored a free kick against Wimbledon the week after. Yeah, he might have done. I still say, for me, it was Keno that season. I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, um, it's a, it's an argument you can have. Beckham came long. second to Rivaldo in the ball. Yeah. And it was a travesty that he did. But, because all of the votes for United players, because there was some several amazing performances. They just got split. Keane got a load of votes. I think Keane came like fourth or fifth in the voting. Dwight York was in the mix. Keane uh, should have come first just for the Stade Alpe. Just for that one game. And if he'd never played another game all season and just that one game, he still should have won the Ballon d'Or. Because it was Stan, that good. Sam was in the mix. Schmeichel was in the mix. Exactly. We had like ridiculous. seven players that was hey. all in the, like, the top 15 for the voting. And I think that just split the vote. If we'd have all just fucking huddled and gone, we're going to get behind one guy, that guy would have won. It would have been Scousers. Yeah. One of ours would have won. Yeah. Because we'd have had a campaign like the world's never witnessed. Yeah. 
which had involved all the local that, press that, and media and every single the Man team, United the, fan you can find. The guy find. who won it played for a team that didn't beat us and didn't get out of the group we were in. And the two finalists came from that group and you're telling me that a guy from that group deserved to win it? I, I love the, the fact that League 20 years later, Steve still cares. 21 years later, Steve still cares. Still actually cares. <laughs> this, isn't just, this isn't just bluster. This isn't just, oh, you know, what if. Oh, this I is like, I'm actually, like he's actually angry. 21 years, he's sat on his Yeah, He's sat on his 21 years. Don't you start me on that fucking Ballon d'Or. I'll say what happened in 99. <laughs> Guys, get involved in the comments. Sorry. Someone is asking, yeah, you've got a good point here. No transfer talk. Someone's asking about Gomez. Is he off? Is Angel Gomez off? Does anyone know, Steve? He's got a contract offer from United. He's got a contract offer from Barcelona. I would think the fact he's not playing means that he ain't signed ours yet, at least. Whether, I, whether he does or not, I, I guess it's not out of the woods until he, he leaves. But um, he hasn't, so and, I, I and think make, make and that, that plus Ends up at Barcelona, we end up buying him for 40 million again in about <laughs> four years. 40 million and the rest. Yeah, and the rest, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, typical. We'd pay 40 million for him if he was on a free. Someone's <laughs> saying... Busby legend, Jay, please ask Steve, isn't it easy to sell a gold ring in a room full of diamonds in, in relation to Beckham? He's, he's asked that about 10 times now. Um, listen, it was very easy to sell David Beckham. I'll tell you one thing about David Beckham just before we move on because I know we've spent a lot of time on him. We got our pants pulled down. For 25 million. They and this wasn't, back, this wasn't in 1973. Yeah. You know, like, oh, 25 million back in them days. Was like, you could buy the world for that. No, like, players were going for a lot more and he was... One of the world's best players, if not the best player, like and the most marketable. Something stupid. It was even maybe. God, I remember the day they sold him. Mate. No, Alex Ferguson's at a dinner on. He's on holiday in. Uh, I think it's Portugal or Spain, and, and a guy with a, a Sky TV, a Sky Sports guy with a camera and a microphone. Why'd you sell David Beckham and Ferguson on his holiday? And the f- look, Ferguson gave the report. <laughs> I can't imagine being that guy. The can you? Death like, stare. The cameraman's like, go ask him. He's like, do you know what Sky oh. used to do? Right, when they had a difficult question to ask, ask Fergie that they didn't want to ask him what they wanted, well, they needed to ask him, they'd get a different reporter to come in and ask it. Like a freelancer? Yeah, just for the day. So he'd get banned. So he'd get <laughs> absolutely bollocks and banned um, because they couldn't, like, say, say for example, it was James Cooper was the regular one. They wouldn't have James Cooper do it. They'd bring work in someone like, yeah, work experience. <laughs> great, great news for you. Put the first tie day, on. First day go. for you, you got to Alex Ferguson's press conference. The bad news is you've got to sit in the front and ask him, Ask him about Ryan Giggs. <laughs> like, oh, right, okay. Um, transfer updates. People asking about those. Um, Ollie, just quickly on the press conference, has said, we're still looking, and as I've said so many times, we have our targets. If they become available, and if it's something we want to do, and the right ones aren't there, then they aren't. And they'd say, are we going to buy anyone? Something we want to do well, considering McTominay's out, and Mr. Ego's out, and Chelsea's transfer embargo is lifted. They're going to strengthen. Tottenham are going to strengthen. And we're going to stick with this till the end of the season? Wow, that's a fucking brainwave, isn't it? Someone's asking, Eric Angel's asking, why do you think Oli and United are so obsessed with Longstaff? He's a bench player for Newcastle and not our solution. Stephen Alston, are we really in for Longstaff? I fucking hope not. Because that is a test of my sobriety, I'm telling you now. <laughs> we sign, I'm no, no, right, listen, before people start getting excited, I'm sure Sean Longstaff is, you know, a very good squad player for Newcastle. You know, I'm not... Having a dig at the lad, but is he going to take Manchester United into the top four? No. Is he much better or even as good as some of the young players we've got coming through? I don't, I don't think he is. No, is he better than Levitt, Garner? Yeah. Not sure, to be honest. And, and knowing us, we'll go and spend 50 million quid on him. <laughs> and then that'll be all oh, well, we bought do, Sean do I, At the start of the summer, when I heard we was in for him, and I was like, I had a quick look at him, and I saw a couple of things where I go, actually, he, he, he does bring it out of defence quite well. Uh, he's got a good turn on him. He protects the ball. He takes the ball under pressure really well, which is something that we're not very good at, especially in midfield. And he does move it forward quite well. But there's levels to this game. He ain't Michael Carrick. He's nowhere near Michael Carrick. And that's the sort of player that I think we envisage him as possibly being one day. Oh, that's silly. And I thought, John, we was in for him. And I was like, oh, if it's a Dan James 10, 12 million, eh. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can and, then, and then when it was like, yeah, they want 50 million. I nearly fell over. <laughs> I can sort of, I can sort of get this in a way because I was thinking about this last night. Like if you look at Aaron Wan-Bissaka at three AM, woke up like but I did. No, that's the sort of thing I do in my life. I'm just sort of sad. Um, <laughs> so long stuff. Um, no, Aaron Wan-Bissaka had a man of the match performance against us, didn't he, two seasons ago when Matic scored that yeah. that goal of the season. You think that's? Are you saying this is our scouting? Is no, but you, he I think well against Aaron Maguire scored no, against us. So no, let's buy him. no, I'm thinking like, had we gone in then in that summer and thought, let's take a punt on this kid. He's only played 10 games for Palace, but he's been really good. He's, he's, he's 19, 20. 
let's take a risk, 15 million quid. Why not? I could sort of understand that going back to Longstaff thing. If we just seen him for a handful of games and thought, do you know what? He's only a kid and there's summer there. Let's get him quickly now before he blows up. And almost if he doesn't like work out... Almost like we did with Harlan. Yeah, yeah. I get that. So that makes sense. But it's not, has it? It's become this thing where it's been dragged out. Newcastle have started going, oh, oh Longstaff. Oh, well, he's worth at least... Um, just going to polish the old fenders there. Uh, 50 mil, yeah. And then you're thinking, right, with well, 50 million, that massively affects your transfer budget. Yeah. Because, you know, if you spend 12, 15 and million on someone... if you pay someone, 50 million for him, you're not paying him five grand a week either. No. That puts you on a, a certain level of wage expectation, probably in the 100k kind of range. And he ain't that good. And Fergie always said as well, about players, you need to know that the right mentality. Now, you're bringing a kid, a youngster, who's like barely, you know... Barely a teenager, what barely, sorry, barely a teenager. Like 20 games he's about, league, he's about 20, is he 21 years old, 20? Something like that. that. Right, you're getting him, he's barely out of his teens. He's barely played any top flight football. You're giving him a massive pay um, price tag, bringing him away from his hometown to Manchester United with all this expectation that comes like with it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. But it's a lot to ask for a player who you don't know a lot about. So you have to know whether he's right for it all. And, you know, it just doesn't make any sense to me that at all. all the scouting in the world and all the asking the questions and all the ones, is he a mental or is he all right? Is he right? Not? Yeah. You can still be wrong. You yeah. can still just, like, Mkhitaryan was heavily scouted, but there was things about him that they didn't know when he arrived at the club. There was things like his upbringing, supposedly, uh, and the way he was treated by the uh, the national team, the Armenian national team and stuff like that meant that he had a certain expectation of being a bit of a superstar. And when he comes to United with Zlatan, no one gives a fuck was, 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 was Zlatan not having it? Was Zlatan not like, no, Mkhitaryan's the star of the show. Eh? I'll just take a back seat. I cannot confirm or deny. Was um, it you that was telling me about Roho? Which, which bit? About when we signed him, we didn't realise he was out of the court, and then a court case. I don't mean I told you about it. but I've, I've heard, Yeah, you've heard that story, haven't you? And where we signed Roho. And then someone went, oh, right. Someone in the United staff, like in the office, Googled him, Googled him and went, oh, he's in court, you know, next week. Bottled his neighbour. Bottled his neighbour. Is that going to be an issue with us, like, signing him and that, if, if he goes to prison? Is he, are they going to let him out on day release? Because like, uh, we've got, you know, we've got Villa in a cup this weekend. Is he going to get a day release for that? And someone went, what, what, what do you mean he's, he's, he's in court next week? Now, it panned out that there was some sort of deal made. I'm not saying Rojo's guilty, but I think the, the neighbour may, ha may have a new house now. <laughs> and Rojo's charges went away. But no one even knew that out of like the scouting or whatever, or he was ever in charge of transfers. Literally someone in the office went, oh, I want to see what Rojo's about. Because I remember asking, um, not asking personally, but in a press conference where um, Van Al was asked about the work permit, it was dragging on why Rojo hadn't arrived yet. And he was just like, oh, it's the work permit. But apparently, you know, yeah, you had all these court case or this court case hanging over him, that. which just goes to show the sort of the, the nonsense of, of what is Manchester United and our approach to transfers. When crazy, we can't even it? tell you whenever a player is going to be a free man or not when we buy him, he well, may be in prison. The Mkhitaryan thing was Sorry, like, boy, uh, yeah. he would, he would like, he never integrated himself with the rest of the squad. He would sit on his own. Uh -huh. He was a bit, he was just a bit weird. Oh, um, no, mate. Yeah, and supposedly he told Mourinho to fuck off in an analysis session, and then that was the end of that. The best thing you should do when you've got a player that isolates himself, don't get on with anyone, is go out and buy Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> I was going to was thinking that. Because yeah. he's well known for <laughs> ingratiating himself with everyone and being one of the lads who really likes to mingle. Um, <laughs> someone was asking about Gedson Fernandez. We don't know about him and neither do you. Um, Stop pretending. Gre Grealish and Madison um, and Sancho might happen as he's not getting game time. Oh, sorry, Grealish and Madison will see their seasons out, so not happening. Sancho might happen as he's not getting game time. Um, he was dropped for a bit. I think that's all sorted now. He's, he, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorted I, out I, I watched him. Um, was it they played against Le Leipzig the other week? Three, three. He, he had a, he had, a he had a blinding game. So I don't see that player. happening. Quality player. Yeah. yeah, I think he does want out of Germany. But um, one of our lads knows him. Like knows him, knows him from when he lived in Manchester. Um, and the word on the street is he loves Manchester. But it'll be a business decision. He'll go whoever pays him the most. So he'll go whoever pays him the most. And you think well, that, at least, at least well, that's, that's us then, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but is, can from, we do a deal? At we... least that's half the battle, isn't it? Because some people just like the bright lights of that there, London, don't they? Yeah. Um, so Where he's from? He, yeah. So at least if he's, you know, so he, he, he obviously he's been to Eccles Precincts and Stretford Arndale a few times. But loves you know, it. Trafford Centre. Been to the Trafford Centre. Can't go wrong there. The food court there. Loves is Longside Market. Longside Market. So I've said it before, you know, if you've not seen Bezik at dusk, you've not lived. The, so, uh, um, the chances of us signing him, I think there is a chance, but like I wouldn't call us favourites. 
I think that you know Chelsea, um, and if you look at the numbers that Salah's been doing, he peaked a couple of years ago. And if Liverpool are smart, and I think I have to take my hat off to them that I'm not wearing and say right transfer we're wise, we've almost gone a full 40 minutes without mentioning them. They're, no, they're quite right. smart in terms of how they've done transfers. If they did bring in Sancho to replace Saha before he, Salah before he goes, um, that'd be great business. Something that we used to do, and now don't even we don't even replace players that have already gone, let alone replace players while they're still here. You know, Kagawa was Rooney's replacement while he was still here. Brilliant thinking, and now Moyes <laughs> fucked that one up, but. We still had the thinking in place that you know this will you know bed him with a, with him for a year, uh, and see what happens. And all of this like um, you know why are we looking at sign Haaland? It'll hamper Greenwood and this that and the other. Marcus Rashford had um, Tony Marshall signed while he was at the club. He hadn't made his debut yet. Yeah, Zlatan signed, Lukaku signed, and Sanchez signed. Who's the one still here? It doesn't matter. What, who you get signed in front of you, they might not work out, you might work out, the young player that's coming through that's might not work point. out. I'd rather have, you know, if you'd have made um, a business decision on signing a 29-year-old injury-prone Robin Van Persie when we signed him, um, I, like, if role-play it, you're Fergie, I'm Ed Woodward. Tell me you want to sign Robin Van Persie. I'm not going to do the accent because I can't, okay. so I'll just do it in my normal accent, but just pretend it's Scottish. Um, and I had a lot of sign Robin Van Persie from Arsenal. Actually, I'm David Gill. So, ah, right. Dave, you're right. Yeah, so I'm uh, instantly. The, the, I see the tone, the tone change there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so go on, I'm David Gill, and you're Fergie. Dave, how's it going? You're right. I'm alright. I need you. to pick them golf clubs up from you, by the way. No um, on other matters, um, I want to sign Robin Van Persie from Arsenal. Right. Okay. So you want to sign another striker? Yeah. Right. So we got uh, Chicharito, we got Danny Welbeck, we got Rooney, and we have got Berbatov, and you want another striker? Yes. Okay. Right. Sound. <laughs> See, that's how it's done. That's <laughs> how it should be done. Um, just on a tangent, did you see Robin Van Persie on BT Sport the other day? Uh, driving around with Rashford. No, 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 no. When he was chatting about... Yes, it was sensational. Oh, one of the best stories I've heard. He said that um, Fergie basically got everyone in a room and pointed at Robin Van Persie. He said, every time you get the ball, you give it to him. He's going to win you the title. And if you don't do it, you'll be out of the team. Brilliant. Brilliant. And that, that was our tactic, was just get the ball to Van Persie as often as we could. And if anyone didn't... Genius. And even, like, <laughs> you, what made me laugh is he was listing the players that he said that to, Fergie, Scholes, Giggs, Shinji, Rooney. These aren't, like, you know, novices. These aren't kids. But you're telling established stars, you're, you're giving it him. You've got Robin that. Van Persie being fed by Carrick, Rooney, Kagawa and Scholes. <sighs> I, know, I know, Versus... I know, I know, I know. Pereira, Matic, Fred, Jesse. Yeah. And the point he was making as well was, I quite like Robin Van Persie on BT. He did a really good job, I thought. He, was quite, he comes across excellent when he, he talks. Does, he does. People are already getting excited now and saying, let's get him in as, as director of football. <laughs> Obviously, because we've watched him on BT Sport for an hour so he's, and he's mint. Um, but no, he made a good point and like, he was saying that our strikers are making the runs. If you watch him, they aren't. You know, people go, they were crap, Marshall and, and Rashford, especially Rashford is getting a lot of stick. But they're making runs, just not getting the, the, the passes. There's no, there's nobody to supply the passes to him to get him. You know, I Can't think... make sausage without the meat. Exactly. exactly. Do you know what I mean? Um, other, in other news, from going back to all his presser, Paul is out. Is this a preview, by the way? No. Okay. Um, see, how, see how I've briefed you really well here. I just thought I'd get you in. <laughs> but you say there's a camera, we're live, off you go. You know, you know how I mean you roll. And uh, Andy's not exactly someone who needs uh, a, a call sheet, are you, mate? You just sit down and I'll say it as it say is. It as it is. Um, one thing that's been sort of almost slips under the radar in the press conference is Tim Fosu Mensa's getting closer. Now, he's just turned 22. Does anyone still have hope that Tim Fosu Mensa may play for Manchester United Football Club? Always, because he's my adopted son. Um, yeah, of course I hope. Like Timbo playing in the Timbo. 18s and 21s, played at centre half quite a bit, um, played left and right back actually. Yeah. But for me, he was his best. As um, I'm not comparing the two, so yes, if you're you going to clip obviously. me up, make sure you tag me when you're at me, right? So he's got Kante style cap uh, tendencies, I'll say, where he sniffs out trouble. And he's got the, the physicality to, to get there from minute zero to minute 90. Yeah. Um, he's fucking rapid. Yeah. He's strong. All I'll say to anyone who thinks he couldn't do that, and I think his position is a little bit wild to play in the back four. Um, arguably, it's a little bit wild to play as a number six. Uh, certainly, it's like Ratter-style, sort of like aggressive midfielder um, in the Ndidi and Kante sort of mould. Go watch him against Tottenham. That's game against Tottenham that we'd lost 3-0. That was 0-0 to like the hour when he went off. 
Oh, and yeah, just yeah, watch yeah. how he absolutely crumbled when he went off. A, yeah. Like an 18 year old lad just. Well, that first season when him and Marcus came in together, it was both of them. I mean, I think it was up some part about when West Ham used to play there, obviously. He had an absolute fucking stormer. I remember thinking, this kid, I can't believe he's only a teenager. He's like a you know fully grown man. He can oh, read he the game. Yeah. Some of the tackles in that West Ham yeah. game, you're just like, oh! I remember oh. he played in the FA Cup semi-final against West Ham as well. Yeah, well, uh, against Everton. Everton. That was Everton, that was the that, end, wasn't it? That was that was like yeah. we gave that free uh, the penalty away, and Lou Van Al fell out of him. Yeah. It was like his his sort of watershed moment. It was like Forlan against Chelsea with Fergie when he wore, wore the wrong boots, and it was just like that was it. And Van Al just like didn't want anything to do him after almost. He and went then he started out, picking he up a, injuries. Yeah, he got a few injuries. He went out on loan to Palace. He started brilliant at Palace. If you remember, they sort of played him as a left-sided centre half, uh, sorry, right-sided centre half on the right of a three, um, and he was doing sensational. Had some absolutely just Hollywood tackles that he was making, and people was getting well excited about him. Then they moved to a back four and they played him right back, and then Wambasaka happened. And they was like, why are we developing United? Someone just said right that in the comments as well. He got drops. Charlie Max says, Tim got dropped at Palace by AWB. You're yeah. right, mate, he did. So, he, you know, they went, why and, are we and... developing him? Let's develop him. So Timbo was out of the team then. Then he took an ill-advised loan to Fulham. To, to Fulham. Bad, and he, bad he also... Wambasaka might have happened because Tim fucked up. Because he... Do that 2094 YouTube channel. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they do, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. Jesse's done stuff with him, I think. Has he? Yeah. Uh, Timbo took them into the dressing room at Palace after a game they lost and was like, <laughs> here's my favourite shirts. And someone's like, fuck is he doing? <laughs> Who the fuck are they? Get him out. So, like, he got in trouble for that. Jeez. And uh, I think that might have been why he got dropped and wan emerged. How mad's that? Like a sliding doors moment. Um, guys, do get involved in the comments. Don't forget to subscribe. Someone's asking, Busby Legends asking, Halson, seeing that Real Madrid have made it clear Isco isn't in their plans, would you be in for him? I think he's exactly what we need in that number 10 role. Yeah. I don't know why he's not asking me and Andy that, but go on. Yeah, get him. I, I like he his knows. Yeah, no, to be fair. <laughs> I, haven't heard I haven't heard any concrete, Today, confirmation, Isco is on his way. <laughs> Stephen Alson said that. Um, someone said that, we said that after the Haaland thing. Because I think you titled it, Haaland is happening. Um, and when me and Adam was talking oh, about yeah, it, yeah. McCullough was like, there you go, it's happening. As a fucking absolute joke. Yeah. My take on the Haaland thing was, I think I actually said this, Oli doesn't come out and speak the way he does unless he thinks it's happening. So, yeah. sounds like it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> That's not me going, I've been told. I've not been told. And I, was, I was literally saying that all the way through. I People are going to be clipping up the, the full Sumenta Kante thing. Don't you worry. Someone, yeah, <laughs> someone already commented saying before, Kante full Sumenta. No, he, he made it clear he wasn't saying that. It's that type of player. Um, Manchester United target should be Moussa Dembele, Koulibaly, Coutinho and Adama. I would say. I would say another midfielder rather than Koulibaly. I don't think we're going to get Koulibaly. We're not going to spend 130. See, Mamadou Traoré said he's going to in the weights. Mate. Stop lying. To... Oh, what's Adama he called? Damn Traoré. The MMA fighter that. Uh, oh, Herschel Walker. You're on, you're on your own now. Herschel Walker, who's Randy, Randy NFL Couture. Player, NFL player that went into MMA, right? Yeah. The guy is about 280 pounds, jacked, about less body fat than his table. And he says all he does is eat a bowl of soup and 300 press-ups or 3,000 press-ups a day and you're like, mm, What's in that soup? Diana Bolla thing. <laughs> um, Milinkovic-Savic at, at Lazio is yeah. a must. I, um... hey, do you know what? If you did, like, not Koulibaly, because you know, we've got our own Koulibaly and Axel for me. Um, if we went Milinkovic-Savic, Adama Traore, who's just absolutely jacked and tanned out of his mind, he's fucking... He's, it's, it shouldn't even be a footballer looking at that. It shouldn't look like it's a fucking running back. Do you remember back, when he came, he came on against us in a one-all draw under Jose at Old Trafford? I remember thinking, who the fuck knows? I haven't fucking noticed him before. And it was I like don't a think he's trade. In him. No. But if you dovetailed him and Dan James, whoever's left back just gets turbo done. Right, you're at left back. You've got Dan James running at you for 70 minutes. Right, you're knackered. You're like, fucking this little... Smart, man, so, Who's this, Mr. Olympia, oh, motherfucker? Off, he's going off. Thank God for that. Dan James going off. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, Adam, no, no, coming no. Out. oh no, I'm gonna oh my hamstring's gone. I need to come off. It's sub me. Um, Jesus. Someone say oh well no, that's talking nonsense. Uh, we need a centre back. Maguire and Lindelof are getting slapped around. Right, we're not gonna replace Maguire. Let's just get that straight. Um I think you mentioned it there, Axel would be um, Eric Bay is nearly close to fitness. I love Eric Bay. Mm, I, I think, do. That's fair enough. I think Lindelof needs a timeout, seriously. I think Lindelof is having a detrimental effect on Maguire. Now, you might say, well, how can you work that out? Because they're both playing pretty poorly. But I think if you watch it, 
I don't. I think Maguire, for all these faults, he's still trying to make things happen. He still tries to bring the ball out of defence. He still tries to look for a pass. He's obviously got it in his head that that's what I've been brought in to do. I've not been brought in just to defend. I've got to you know do a bit more. Mm. So I get that. I get he's trying it, and I always respect the fact that he's not just shirking his responsibilities. But you watch the sort of the, the play between the, the, the defence and even when David De Gea's playing um, playing out as well. And Lindelof for me is the one that always looks the most nervous. He's the one that sort of seems to be struggling the most, and I think that sometimes has an effect on. It's the like they don't talk to each other. And I do, and I think that De Gea's not a very vocal guy anyway. He's quite quiet. Um, Maguire, even though he's you know beginning the armband and he's quite fairly experienced Premier League level, isn't always in everyone's ear. And Lindelof barely speaks, so you have got sort of a, a quiet you, you, you sort of tr- triangle there. Start talking on the pitch. It does help, doesn't it? Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing on the Wolves fixture as well, because obviously we've not really mentioned that. We, we have done a Wolves preview, you can find it on the channel. But um, I think Oli said that Romero is going to start and um, Mason as well, I think. No one's got any issues with either of those. Who's that? Sorry, I wasn't looking Romero and Mason are going to start, I think he said. Yeah, I think Brandon's starting as well. Oh, is it? Oh, you'll be good about it. It's a big game. <laughs> it's a big game Saturday. If Brandon Williams starts against Wolves, does that mean he won't start against Sir? Probably, but I was looking at something earlier this well, morning. I'm not happy with that. I think um, we've got like a 30% win ratio when Luke Shaw started. Um, oh, since God. since Brandon made his debut, I think there's like a 30% win ratio when Luke started. And we've never lost when Brandon started. I think we've got a 71% win ratio when Brandon started. Right. I just don't get the logic here. Are we just say, are we saying then like, okay... You could argue that's in different games, but like look at some of the games he's played that we've won and look at some of the games that you know, we've lost with Luke Shaw playing, like Watford and that. I don't even, I've said this after the Burnley game, I don't even know why we're having a conversation. Me and you have spoke about it in the past, you, you obviously know Brandon Williams, and my only concern is, can you play 90 minutes sort of week in, week out? You say you can. You say I think so. You can. Like, you know, I did speak to some, some of the youngsters, um, and it wasn't any that you've seen regularly in the foot. It wasn't Mason, it wasn't Brandon. Um, I spoke to some of the ones that played in the Johnson's Paint, uh, Trekker Trade, fucking Leasing.com thing. Um, and they said, because they've done well, they, you know, they, they've gone all the way through, haven't they? They're, they're absolutely smashing it. Um, yeah, they lost, um, was it last? Was it Tramway? Yeah, I lost to Tramway 3 2. But they, you know, they've gone through a few rounds playing against blokes, and, he, and the lads were saying, I've never come off a pitch so dead. The next day I was dead. So there is a recovery element to it. Now, I haven't heard that from Mason or Brandon when they've played 90 minutes in the first team. So I don't know if they're made up differently. I don't know if they've just got a different type of fitness. Brandon's hard. He's an hard lad. Someone you know just got... said Brandon versus Brandon against Williams against Traore. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting battle. I'd but rather him than Luke Shaw against oh, no, Traore. No, 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 100%. Um, no, at least he could catch him. Yeah, and you look at Brandon Williams. Yes, he's hard. Um, he's obviously up for it. Up for, um, he's not a... I think he's one yellow away from a bucking as well, so that's probably why he's been playing yeah. against it. Yeah, <laughs> all right, that's fair enough. But obviously, as well, this sometimes gets lost, he's a very good footballer. We saw it against Burnley again, I will keep going back to that game. We saw it towards the end against Sheffield United probably as well. Getting, Burnley, yeah, I think he was. I think everyone was agreeing that, which is why it was so frustrating. But against Arsenal, when we already had a weakened team anyway, with Pogba and Tomine out, that we weakened it further by playing... Uh, Probably second best, maybe third best left back. Behind. Might be fourth best because Devin Mitchell started training on Monday too. Really? Um, just looking, looking. All sorts of news this morning. <laughs> uh, just looking at the Wolves game, he's going to start Romero, he's going to start Williams, he's going to have to shuffle his pack. We've got City coming up. Do you feel confident? Do you think he needs to go for it? Or do you, would you mind if he. What's no. about Ghana then? Um, Ghana. United issue Garner and Levitt, up, and Levitt updates. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has revealed both James Garner and Dylan Levitt are re- nearing a return to Manchester United following recent injury and setbacks. Garner has not featured for United since their Carabao Cup victory against Colchester last month, while Levitt's maiden senior appearance came away at Astana in the Europa League last year. The duo are both set to miss the FA Cup trip to Wolves at the weekend. However, Solskjaer says Garner will be in contention when the under-23s travel to face West Ham on Monday night. Nice. The Wolves game's massive because it's, it's an FA Cup, in it? And the, ne- the next six days will sh- will shape our season. Do you think? I think if, we, if, if we lose them two, then questions are going to start being asked. The mentality, heads will drop. We could win both of them and come sixth and people will still fume, though. I know, no. but... Both of them cups, I mean. Yeah. No, but this... It's the FA Cup. I think that would be enough for me, now. They, ne- they, they didn't turn up last season in the quarter-final. They did. It was there 
to, to get through to a semi-final and get to the final. All right, we, we, we might have got spanked if we got there off City, but they never turned up that night. The attitude stunk, and, and we lost, uh, like I say, 2-1 in the quarter-final. And if, like you say, we beat Chelsea the previous round, and I thought, yeah, well, I think we're up for this. But it just never turned up. But it's a big four days, four or five days for United. These four days will shape the rest of the season. Do you think? I think it will. Because if, if you lose them... I can say the attitude and uh, they say the performance. We've got league. We've got we've got Liverpool coming up this month as well. Two-legged with City. We've got a few league matches as well. You've got to have that. You've got to have a right winning mentality. And, and, it, and it's one step much. forward, five steps back every game. I think even if we lost both of these, what what would be better? Win the next two games. Let's just say we get through in the because we get through to the final of the League Cup and we get through to the next round of the FA Cup and we don't lose to Liverpool at Anfield, but we don't sign anyone. I reckon that's more detrimental than maybe lose the next two games, sign someone or sign two people, and have a strong finish and finish top. No, this season. is where the, this is where we have to. If we win the next two games, beat Liverpool, get to the final, well, then we have to sign somebody. You can't go. Oh yeah, the momentum will get through to the end of the season. Rubbish. You have to add to this because McTominay's out for God. Oh, we're on like fumes say, already. We're, up, yeah, we're running yeah. on empty. And Jordan Bunner will. Well, gets through just, till the end of the season. Just a couple of things before we wrap up. Starters, I'll go ask you both. Do you think we'll sign anyone? No. no. I don't. I don't. I don't believe anything that's coming out of the club. <sighs> At least you're consistent with that. You've said that for years. <laughs> no, I don't believe anything. Don't believe you've said that since I met you. Like I said I don't believe anything. I don't believe the it's lies that come out. So he, he's not. Andy's not watching the Wolves games. He doesn't think it's on. <laughs> no, I've been watching it. Don't mean on it. The lying. He said, "Why is it five thirty-one?" By the way, it's something to do with. Um, yeah, I've seen 3-0-1, 12-31 as well. We've had a few, haven't we, this season? It must be some If we get a replay, deal if we get a replay back at Old Trafford, I'll be happy. Oh, God, I won't. No, seriously, because I don't... Don't I say don't that. Don't even mention that. They've already took the fucking money. Yeah, this is it. You'll get the, yeah, you'll get the text. Like, don't you... Like, the whistle goes, and your phone goes, and it's like... United alone. has been processed. <laughs> You're like, hang on a minute. Like, and if there's, like, a slight delay, and you tell you, the game's still going on, and you get the, oh, right, so we've drawn then, have we? <laughs> Thanks for letting us know, United. Um, Steve, will we sign anyone, and if so, who? Come on, your ITK. Yeah, but I haven't heard anything. Right, well, there you go, then. So, obviously, no. <laughs> Do you think we will, just as a gut feeling, or from your impressions of what's been going on yeah, but I don't think it'd probably be anything mega exciting. I think it'd probably be a bit of a head scratcher, like a Dan James sort of signing. Like, this is what does my nutting, man. We signed, we we scouted eight hundred and two fullbacks. Why don't we scout four hundred and one fullbacks and scout four hundred and one centre mids? I heard that the other Weren't day. We scouted how many fullbacks? Eight hundred and two. And which one did we sign? The one from the Premier League that were really good. The the the, the how, 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 much did we, how much did we pay for him? Um, all the money in the world. <laughs> This one is my tits, man. Like, you may as well ask my eldest or my youngest to be scout. Who's a good right back? I don't want to sack by him. I mean, you know, we'll got be scouting any, any centre halves you know of in England? Oh, I watched someone have a good game against Tunisia. Buy him. 80 mil is yours. No, I'm not. I'm being joke. I'm joking. Uh, I think Aaron Maguire is a good defender. And I think Aaron Bissaka is a good defender. It's just a bit of a nonsense that we went through all that rigmarole to buy the two most obvious players you could get. That's it. And um, apparently we scout. That's the matter. If we scouted 802, there wasn't a gem in there that you're like, you know, some 17 year old yeah, playing first team in Tunisia. There was like, talk, wasn't there, of Max Aaron's? But even then, I thought that's not really a. a a gem that's sort of obvious he's like 23 right? or something yeah and he was like oh, Norwich just got promoted and had a good season so you think again it's it's relatively obvious if you're looking for a right back who's available um, so there wasn't yeah there wasn't really any, uh, any I'd still rather that than the, the megastar signings you know I'm not, Cavani's different because I, I actually said yesterday I'd probably take him because he's, he's got six months on his deal if he could get him if Oli still wants such or a bit more of a traditional centre forward yeah. um, that's probably not going to be the thing but then you go actually he'd probably want half a million a week he, would he be able to handle the pace of the Premier League there's still question yeah. marks on getting him for free isn't there so you're like mm, I don't know who we get Oli clearly wanted summer with um, with Haaland Um it was just such the thing with Haaland. I know we shouldn't lament it too much, and we didn't get him. We need to move on, but it just sort of ticks all them boxes, didn't it? Different centre forward, young players going to stick around. Been at Manchester before. Ollie knows him. Knows that was the him. biggest yeah, thing for yeah, me. No, that Ollie, right, yeah. Ollie had worked with him, uh, so, he, so Ollie's looking at the team in training, and he's going, "Oh, if only we had. I know who we could get." 
and someone he's worked with. That, that, the, the ri- there's always a risk, no matter who you sign, but I think the risk is lower when you're, you sign someone you've worked with. And I think that's why you see people do that a lot. See players follow managers around loads of times, don't you? Because yeah. they know what they're going to get out of that player. So I always think that's a decent signing. I have no idea if we're going to sign someone. The optimist in me likes to think that we will because I like to think at some level, even our owners want the best for our club. No, they yeah. don't. <laughs> um, just that's before a, we go that's as a well, discussion for another day. I'm going to do Wally Week, but just a quick question because someone's asked it and it's a fair question. What did you think of Wally smiling after the defeat? Not happy with it. Not happy with it. Can't, you can't defend that. You can't you defend can't it. Can't defend it. I, much as I, don't I, love, much as I love I don't him, know, I man. I mean, I, I, I don't mean to play devil's advocate. I wasn't really that bothered. And I think sometimes you just sort of, if you sort of clip it up or you stop the frame, it looks really bad. But sometimes you're like, you know. And, yeah, we should. Sometimes it's just the way you're doing things, isn't it? He's he not. He's not. He didn't come out. It's like you are. Is he going to hey, do that? Hey, that has set as a good manager, isn't it? Is he going to do? <laughs> you know what I was doing? Is he going to do that if we get spanked by I a think, I think a little bit of blood out of proportion. Um, right, final, definitely final one. Wally of the week. House and start with you. Who's your Wally of the week? Um, who the fuck was a referee? Um, Against Arsenal. Nah, that's not what I'm thinking. VAR. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with VAR because I'm well, sick. Not doing Woodward this week. He's doing, uh... I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. The costing goals. It's entertainment. You're offside by your stud or your shoulder. Scousers. I'm, I don't dispute it. They're going to be champions now, and they're playing. And they're just like Wolves were robbed of a point Sunday, as well. And I saw Jack J- um, Burnley goal for for Grealish uh, at Surf Moor. It was a stud offside. A stud. <laughs> Jesus Christ, lad. Did you see what the um, the secretary of the IFAB come out and said? What? Go on. Um, that if you're looking at 15 different angles and, and um, going into minute details and getting rulers out, then that's not how VAR is meant to be implemented. So my take on that was Premier League is using it wrong. You just need to restart the season and do whoever's top now, I guess. You Thing is, we're the right. only country to use the actual line technology because yeah. no other European leagues are using well, it. Because it's supposed to be clear and obvious. So you're supposed to be able to look like the Drogba one against United in 2010. Yeah. But you're supposed to look at it and go, six miles, miles offside. Yeah, Don't that's get it. started on that. Six miles that, offside. That, that fortnight was one of the worst fortnights ever and it sort of puts things into perspective now because we were not knocked out of the Champions League and finished second in the league. Um, and which we lost we'd, to Bayern Munich we'd on loved, Tuesday we'd loved, well. That's what I mean. It was Rooney got injured in Munich. He stood on his foot in the build-up to their goal. Then in the replay, Rooney plays injured. Ten minutes. He played ten minutes. Two nil got, got took off. off. Raphael, who was the most obvious second yellow waiting to happen I've ever seen in my life, gets his second yellow and gets sent off. And then they score and we go out. Um, my Wally of the Week, right? I don't know his name. There was a referee. Someone will know, be able to dig this out. It was doing the rounds on Twitter. There was a referee in one of the lower league games who counted out. Dom's laughing. I think he knows what I'm on about. Yeah. He counted out the wall. There was a free kick and he counted the paces out to the wall. And he did seven paces instead of ten. And you can see But like isn't the, the rule ten yard, not ten paces? But it wasn't 10 yards, you could see it was like... Okay, but it's not... The rule isn't 10 paces. I see a lot of them do 11 because 11, 10 But yards. it's only 7. You're not doing 7 yards. No, That's no, not, I, I did see it. It was, it was bangers. I mean, because you could tell it was bad looking at it. There was no way near it. And all the players were doing it themselves and saying, what are you doing, mate? But he was having none of it. So, yeah, I'm going to go with him. It's actually a joint between him and Mike Dean. Did you see what happened at Oldham? Because Mike Dean is here. Okay, Salford. Did you see what happened at Oldham? No, Shriek go. around on the pitch. It was funner. <laughs> Oldham were getting beat 4-1 Oldham were getting beat 4-1 they missed the penalty and that and uh, streak around on the pitch and it was the highlight of the day at Boundary Park kind of I, I, I like Oldham as well but uh, it was funny to see and it sort of lifted the mood and the uh, fans thought it was hilarious were you cold after you after you finished I cannot confirm or deny <laughs> <laughs> Told you about Got blood up a bit sometimes, haven't you? When you do stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can be a bit embarrassing. Shrinkage. Um, right, Steve, where can people find you? Stephen Housen, Paddy, what you got more irons in the fire than a blacksmith? Um, for yeah. a nice contemporary metaphor. Uh, we do my preview for the match later on if you want to come and have a quick look at that. Um, Done a transfer review on Stratford Paddock if you want to come and see what we're doing on there. Uh, and if you're, actually, let's do this. If you're a football player in Manchester, uh, we've got a trial for Stratford Paddock <coughs> see tomorrow. Um, we've got four teams starting tomorrow. Um, Brilliant. We're aiming for Northwest Counties. We're aiming to go in 
Division 10, which is where FC United started. If we don't get that application accepted, uh, Manchester League's where we're going to be going, which is Division 11. So we're technically in the football pyramid, uh, which means if we get one promotion, I'll be managing in the FA Cup. Right. Can you not do me a favour, right? Can you not have me as like your seventh sub? <laughs> just bring me on with 30 seconds to go so I can say I played I've done that in, in, in long league football that. he did that with me I played in it I played against did it for him why can't you do it for me Arsenal fan TV yeah, yeah yeah I'm being 2-1 well can't you do that for me just give me like <laughs> 4 seconds AFTV we, in the FA Cup yeah so when am I going to come played, on then I played in the FA Cup <laughs> do like my missus was calling me John Selly because we've got a team and um, I was like assistant manager and we played in the cup final and we were 4-1 down and with like a minute to go I brought myself on <laughs> Ran around like an endless chicken, just trying to get in touch with them all. But yeah, if you want to know more, uh, just go and check out my Twitter. I'll retweet the uh, the link now. Do you need to sign up on a link? So we've got everyone's contact details, and so we're not messing about with paper and that tomorrow. But 9 o'clock tomorrow at Ardwick Pits, if you want to come and have a go. Um, we're going for a decent level, so we're aiming for thingy, but we're also going to have a Sunday League team if you're an absolute fucking record, if you fancy that for the bands. So uh, come and get involved, it's going to be a good laugh. Yeah, it will be. Good stuff. Mr. Tate, you're on that there Instagram, aren't you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. What's, uh, your, what's your handle? You and uh, underscore MUFC underscore Tate. I think you should give yourself 20 minutes after the final whistle before you post. That's my advice to you. Just a suggestion. If you're to do what you want. I'm just saying give yourself a 20 minute cooling off period and then post. Just take it or leave it. Um, that's <laughs> I've been Jay. We've got Adam McCullough coming up soon. He's over in Germany for Manchester United in an under-19s tournament, so look out for that. We've also got the preview as well. You can check out that. We've already filmed that, and that's on the channel as well. And coming up for the Wolves game, we'll have the watch-along. We'll have the fan cams. We'll have all the post-match reaction as well. The phone-in, live reaction phone-in will be coming back as well. So don't forget to hit subscribe and like. That's been Andy. That's been House, and I've been Jay. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.